Today on Pediatrics Now, an update on Group A strep. According to a recent article in the New York Times, strep is on the rise, and we're gonna talk about how to minimize your risk. Joining me today is Dr. Tess Barton. She's an infectious disease doctor at UT Health San Antonio and University Hospital. Tess, thank you for being here on such short notice. Sure, thanks for having me. So what do you want pediatric practitioners to know about strep throat right now? Well, since for about the past year, or so, um, kind of following the late phase of the COVID pandemic, we um, kind of around the country have been seeing an increase in group A strep infections. Um, Not only the regular variety, which is the strep throat variety, but also invasive strep infections, um, which are typically a little bit more uncommon. So why is that? Is it back to we were necessarily so protected from germs? Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's it's it's probably a number of different factors. um, And and it's hard to know how much each component is contributing. But certainly, you know, there's the idea that, you know, in the in the early part of the pandemic in 2020, many of us lost, you know, we lost sort of our, some immune memory um, just because we weren't constantly getting exposed to things. I think that's a little bit less likely in the case of strep. Um, Certainly we've seen strep following COVID infections and that's actually been a really common observation in the past couple of years. So that Mm -hmm. is kind of the idea that maybe COVID um, impairs your immune system and then it makes it easier for you to get other infections. And since strep is kind of a common infection that maybe we, then it's easier for you to get strep infections. And then the third possibility is maybe the strain of strep has changed. And, and we know that that also happens, um, over time that periodically the germs that are around us will, will evolve a little bit, they'll change a little bit, they'll develop new virulence factors that allow them to be more invasive or more contagious. And we've seen that pattern in the past with strep as well. And can strep be confused easily with other illnesses? No, completely, right? So the normal strep infection is strep throat. And that's, you know, sore throat, hurts to swallow, tonsils get swollen, you know, sometimes swollen lymph nodes, fever, often has like a headache or abdominal pain or these other kinds of symptoms. And that can look a lot like the flu. It can look like COVID. It can look like mono. Um, There's lots of things that give you pharyngitis or inflammation in your throat um, that, that mimic strep. And that's why, you know, we have a rapid test that we've used for many, many, many years. Uh, to diagnose it so that we can identify it. So should every child who has those symptoms you just mentioned, we should be giving that rapid test to? No, not every child. I mean, there are certainly, you know, pediatricians are have typically been very well trained to to identify what are some of the the physical findings um, that are more suggestive of strep compared to a viral infection. 
Um, and so we don't, like not everybody who has a sore throat needs to get checked for strep. Uh, most of those are going to be viral infections and not strep infections. But certainly if they're a little more ill, if there's, you know, exudates on the tonsils or the tonsils are particularly large, um, if, uh, you know, if, if there's a runny nose um, or, you know, watery eyes or, or things like that that are more viral-like, um, then they don't necessarily need to do a, a, you know, a rapid strep test. Whereas, you know, if it's very like, you know, if, if the tonsils are really big, obviously if there's white exudates, you know, globs of pus or something hanging on the tonsils, if there's lymph nodes, if there's, you know, if they're a little bit more sick, if they have this characteristic kind of bad breath that you can tell with strep, then yes, they, they should get a strep, in, a strep test. And this article says that lack of cough could be a telltale sign that it is strep. Would you recommend, would you agree with that? Or what are your thoughts? Well, yes and no. I mean, yeah, that's so, so cough is something that you typically see more frequently with a viral upper respiratory infection than you do with strep. Um, strep doesn't, strep throat doesn't often cause cough, although because the tonsils are so big, sometimes you can have this sort of throat clearing because your throat is very uncomfortable, like, <clears throat> you know, kind of <laughs> thing. But I want to hazard against against saying that no cough, because actually one of the most serious types of group A strep infections is, is strep pneumonia, which is different than pneumococcal pneumonia. So group A strep pneumonia is a very destructive pneumonia. Um, that can progress pretty rapidly, and and that does have a cough. Um, uh, so, for historical perspective, Group A strep pneumonia is what Jim Henson died of. Yikes! So, how do you? What do you recommend that we do to make sure it's not Group A strep pneumonia? Well, so I mean, I think that we just have to keep in mind, pediatricians should be keeping in mind that there's an increase in strep around. And so when you have a child who, you know, obviously has signs of strep throat, then you can, you know, look for, you know, check them for strep and treat them for strep. But, but, but to remember that group A strep does cause, can cause invasive infections. And, and so we, we've seen quite a few, quite a few of those recently. Um, and, and they, and, they, and they can be different types of infections, but the hallmark of all of them is that they generally have a lot of fever and a lot of pus. And so that pus can be in your lungs, it can be in your sinuses, it can be in your mastoids, um, it can be in your bones or your joints. Um, and so that's one of the, so if you have a child who appears ill um, or who has, you know, fever and and something that's kind of you know has some pus involved group a strep you know currently needs to be high high in your mind um group a strep also has the potential to have all of these other um other kind of more systemic diseases um and so group a strep makes a toxin um, a couple of different types of toxins that can cause toxic shock syndrome. That can cause um, that can mm. cause scarlet fever, um, and so you know 
the rashes and the other signs of kind of systemic toxin syndrome are things that pediatricians can keep in mind. Um, and and lastly, you know, the reason we treat strep is because it, it triggers immune system reactions that, you know, can lead to kidney problems and arthritis and rheumatic fever. Um, so there, there's, you know, severe-based strep has a lot of different things about it. And so it's probably just a good idea to kind of brush up on, on what's all the stuff that group A strep causes, because frankly, we've seen all of them recently. Wow. And to brush up on that, would you recommend uh, looking at the AAP website? The AAP website is a good resource. Um, I, I have to say I'm a fan of the Red Book. And, um, and so the Red Book is an excellent resource for, you know, any pediatrician or family doctor or anybody who's going to be taking care of kids. The, the chapter on group A strep goes into all of those, um, all of those manifestations. And that's a, a great one where our, um, our colleague, Dr. Canty, is a, a contributing writer. To that's book, that's right? right. That's right. <laughs> Dr. Canty's a rock So, star. and I'll, yes. <laughs> And you both are. And I'm so, I thank you so much for talking to us today. I feel very lucky that you can give us this update. And I'll put in the text for this podcast resources. Um, it, it, so that we're, that we're not overwhelmed, the more knowledge that you're giving us, I mean, kind of bottom line, what are your like top, top few recommendations with the state of, of group A strep right now? Yeah, so I, I I would say that number one is is just to to have a heightened that pedi for pediatricians to have a heightened awareness of group A strep and to you know and to look for it perhaps a little bit more uh, vigilantly um, and and you know and and then secondly for families and for parents um, you know we don't have a vaccine against group A strep. But we know that group A strep follows other infections. It follows COVID. It follows the flu. Um, I think their flu is pretty much going away now. But, um, you know, you can get vaccinated against the viral infections that, that allow group A strep to, to sort of flourish. Um, and then lastly is, you know, the mainstay of preventing group A strep infections is washing your hands um, because it's primarily spread from person to person on, you know, surfaces um, and continuing to, you know, wear a mask if you're in close, close quarters or close contact with other people who might be sick. And then if you have a child or if you are sick, stay home away from others. A absolutely. And in fact, in fact, it's, um, you know, for, for decades, the general rule is that children who have strep throat infections um, aren't allowed to go back to school um, until they have been at least 24 hours on their antibiotics so that they're no longer infectious. It's, it's quite contagious. So, um, so yes, yeah, so if you're sick, please stay home. And if, you, if your throat really hurts and you're not feeling well, then go see your doctor and get checked for strep because strep is absolutely treatable and you don't want it to progress to something more serious. Anything else that you, um, you want to recommend, Dr. Barton? Um, no, my advice for pediatricians is really to stock up on your rapid strep tests and... <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, yeah. and, and actually, in the, and just... 
if possible, that to, you know, we usually recommend um, in addition to the rapid strep to do a throat culture if the rapid strep is negative because the, the test isn't perfect. So if you suspect that there's strep throat, but your rapid test is negative, a culture is a good backup test. And this New York Times article says that strep throat is most common in five to 15 year olds, but really anyone can get it, right? Um, yes, any anyone can get it. It's it's unusual to have it in the preschool child. Um, it typically is more of a disease of the school age child. Um, but but anyone can get uh, group A strep infections. In fact, they recently had a newborn with a group A strep infection. Um, and the treatment of group of group A strep is easy. I mean, it's penicillin. So. So it's it's still sensitive to penicillin. It hasn't gotten resistant. It's just a mean bacteria. Tess Barton, thank you so much for being here today on Pediatrics Now. We appreciate all that you do, and it's an honor to be talking to you today. So thank you. Sure. Have a good day. Okay. You too.